Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We're going to talk about performance management today. I had a really interesting call with a client um, last week where they were trying to give me their rationale for not doing performance management. And they said things like, well, we don't know if we should do a numerical form or we should do comments and we don't know if we should do it on an anniversary date or do everybody at the same time of the year. And we're really busy, so it's hard for us to make the time to do a review and and it doesn't it just doesn't really seem to work for us. Okay, I get all that folks, but you gotta manage performance. And let's be honest, you manage performance every day. Whether you have a formal performance appraisal or performance management program in place in your organization, you're managing performance every minute of every day. I'm here to advocate a formal program because I think it does a lot of good for an organization. And not just in the obvious ways you may be thinking. You fire someone, they sue you. You have to say why you fired them. Wouldn't you love to have this five page detailed performance evaluation that told them everything they needed to improve on and if they didn't improve, you were gonna have to separate them. Sure, that, that would be great. We, we love that sort of documentation for CYA, right, to back us up. That's a, that's a good reason to have performance management, but it's not the best reason by any stretch. Last week, we talked about retention strategies and how to keep people engaged at work. One of the most important ways to do that is by having an effective performance management process where people know how they're doing. Look, we're human beings. We wanna know, are we doing well? What do we need to improve on? What did you like that we did? What are you not so hot about, right? So employers who choose not to do them, quite honestly, I think sometimes it's just that they feel like they don't have time. Like it's a task that they don't value, so they don't make time for it. So I'm strongly advocating for a program. And let me tell you what I think the program should be comprised of. First of all, I don't care if you do numbers or comments or it's online or it's handwritten or it just doesn't matter. The importance is that it's consistently done, right? That everybody knows what to expect in terms of the performance management process. So are you gonna give them a written review every six months? Are you gonna do it every year? Um, who's gonna participate in the written review? Who's gonna participate in the meeting? Yes, you need to have a meeting. You don't send your employees a completed review and say, let me know if you have questions. That's not really gonna work, right? We need to know what the employee thinks about the feedback we're giving them. And they need to be able to ask us questions and get clarification and get additional details. So you gotta have a meeting, all right? You should follow through year to year. What do I mean by that? So if you tell an employee in this year's review, I really want you to focus on improving your attention to detail. Next year in their review, you need to address whether or not they did that. Did they improve their attention to detail? Is there still more work to be done, right? So this shouldn't be an individual snapshot each review. It should really be uh, the continuum, right? What opportunity areas did you identify? How are they doing on those areas? 
What, is, what are they doing well on? What do they need to continue doing well on? So this should be not a disjointed sort of independent review every year, but a more consistent process. So that follow through is important. Also, the feedback should be in writing. So again, it doesn't matter if you do it in a memo form or you do it on a, some sort of online survey, whatever you decide to do, you want to get it in writing and you want the employee to acknowledge receipt, not that they agree necessarily with what you've put in the review, but that they got it. And once again, this is important for you to do during the meeting, right? You sit down, you may give them the review in advance so they have a chance to look at it. Then you meet with them during your review meeting. You go over it. You let them ask questions. You make sure that you've dealt with everything. And then you say, okay, we want you to acknowledge that you've received it. Now, in terms of the data, you need to create that annual review or semi-annual or whatever you're doing. You do need data points, right? So I like self-evaluations. I always ask people, tell me what you thought you did well this year. Tell me what you want to improve on. Tell me what I could do better. Um, tell me if there's any training or any experiences you want that you're not getting, okay? So I think those self-evaluations are important. The 180-degree evaluations are important to, to just ask, what do you want me to do? One of our lawyers told me this year that she loves our one-on-ones. She wants to make sure I keep doing them with her because she finds it hard sometimes to get my attention. And she's right. I'm stretched way too thin. And she really likes the idea of having a dedicated time every week where she and I chat. And I agree. I actually love doing the one-on-ones with our folks because it gives me that undivided time to be able to spend with them and make sure that I'm doing what they need. So it's important to ask them what they're not getting or what they want to continue getting, right? What's important for them to succeed. One of the most important things I think we need to focus on now, and this is new. We can talk about performance management all day long. I, I've been an employment lawyer since 1994. I've probably given 30 speeches on performance management if I've given one. I've written a ton of articles, but here's the truth. There's a sea change, all right? And in my opinion, we are focusing much more now on skills rather than jobs. And I think that's exactly how it should be. I don't care what your title is. What are you good at doing? What, what do I need you to be doing? So if communication is a critical part of your job, which it is for almost every job. Let's evaluate communication. Let's not just focus on what the actual tasks are in the person's job description, but let's focus also on the big picture. What is it that these individuals need to be doing for you as a leader to, to, to get that ball moving down the road so that you are advancing your clients' goals or your customers' needs or your, your internal initiatives. What do they need to be doing to make sure that they are really clear about how they fit in the organization and what value they bring to the table? Because that's the bottom line, right? 
That is where when we're talking about employee retention, we're talking about becoming an employer of choice where people want to work with us. Not only do we have to follow all the laws, right? In many ways, that's the easy part, compliance, right? Are we paying overtime? Are people getting a proper um, pay statement? Um, you know, does our employee handbook have the right language about meal periods? Um, are we complying with the California privacy um, laws? You know, what's, what's going on there? In many ways, that's the easier part because the rest of this is more nebulous. It's more subjective. It requires more energy in many ways, more creative thinking, more individualized attention to each employee. And that's hard. I struggled a lot when I first opened this firm in 2006. And I was the leader, right? I was the one who was supposed to be working with, at that time, my partner, Greg, um, on how to run this firm. And I was used to being more of an individual contributor. You know, the client could catch me at any time so I could answer their question. I loved working with the clients. I loved doing handbooks. I loved doing policies for them. And once I had to start managing, it, it was a challenge, right? I love it now, but I still have a lot to learn. I still have a lot that I could work on in this area. And I think when we talk about performance management, a lot of times as leaders, we think of it as a one-way street, right? My job is to evaluate how well my team is doing. Are they delivering? Are they getting done what they need to be getting done? Are they taking the initiative they need to be taking? But we also have to think about our performance because we all know that our performance has a direct impact on our team. So when you're thinking about performance management, the way you have a dynamite performance management process is when it's a two-way street. When you're not only thinking about what your employees are doing, what your team is doing, but how you drive their success. And it's not enough to wait for them to tell you how you're doing. You have to know. You need to evaluate. You, you need to take a moment to slow down every once in a while and ask yourself, how's it going? What do I need to be doing differently? How do I need to focus on getting my team in a place where they can do their best work, where they can be excited and motivated and committed and dedicated to all the goals of the organization. That is how you manage performance effectively. And that will, by definition, reduce your risk when it comes to potential liability for workplace decisions. Because when you're appropriately managing performance and you have to make a tough call, you have to separate someone, you have to demote someone, you don't give them a promotion, you don't give them a promotion that they basically thought they were a shoe in for. Those are tough calls. Those are tough decisions to make and tough decisions to communicate. But when you've got performance data behind you in your back pocket at your disposal, it all becomes much easier. And 
That's the part that I think is so critical when we talk about performance management. If we look at it in this little sort of limited way as what kind of a form am I going to use and what is my scale going to be and when am I going to do it? Those logistics are all very important. I'm not trying to minimize them, but they're just that they're logistics. What is the heart of your program? What are you really trying to do with performance management? How does it help you move that ball down the road? And really that is where you should be focused. And now is a great time of the year to be thinking about it. We're at the beginning of the year. These processes, depending on how large your organization is, can take some time to implement, can take some time to um, certainly research and make decisions about. So it may be that you don't decide to make any changes till later this year, but at least you're thinking about it. Because everything we're talking about this month in January is about how to keep our organizations healthy, right? What do we do in terms of remote work, hybrid work? You know, everything we talked about a few weeks ago with those trends, how do we make sure that we're doing everything we can to retain our best and brightest, right? And the evaluation process is really part of an overall recruitment and retention strategy. People will come to you because they know you do a good job evaluating because you give people opportunity, because you think about, again, what you can do for them just as much as what they can do for you. So take some time over the next couple of weeks. Look at your current performance management process. If you don't have one, talk to people whom you admire and find out what they do. How do they evaluate their teams? Get some feedback. What do your employees think works about your current system? What do they not like about it? And start thinking about how you can create a system that isn't something you just check the box on that you say, okay, I'm done for the next 12 months, but how does it really work through the life cycle of an employee? How does it drive their success? How does it drive your mentorship of them? That is when you know you've got a dynamite performance management process. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. I hope your year is off to a great start and we'll talk to you next week. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.